I'm Lights Camera Jackson. This is the LCJ Q&A podcast. Brand new animated series. Very funny. And all the Marvel fans and the comic book fans are going to love this. Marvel's MODOK. It premieres this Friday, May 21st on Hulu. Joining me right now, co-creator Jordan Bloom. Jordan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You are welcome, and I saw on your Twitter, at Bloom Jordan, that you posted a picture of you in front of a billboard for the show that has a lot of significance for you. Yeah, it was, a, it was the same billboard I passed when I was a production assistant on American Dad, and, and also the one I pass every day on my way, or not every day, every Wednesday when I go to the comic store. So, double meeting. Uh, I was very excited. And the billboard came out great. It's Modoc murdering shield agents and shooting buzzsaws at you and stuff so very happy with with the marketing <laughs> yeah the marketing's going very well and, and that's so cool that you see that billboard all the time and you were as, as you mentioned a, a part of american dad a producer writer and assistant on that for 12 years how was it mentally transitioning from working in a hand-drawn animated world to a stop-motion animated world i kind of had to throw out everything i knew um it's much more like like live action, and it was a new set of tools I had to develop. Even in post, when you're editing, you know you don't have retakes, but you can hold frames and timing, and you know split the the screen and add the effects. And it was like, okay, I can't use my old tricks to kind of make this work. Interesting. So yeah, it's a cool stop motion world too. And this character of Modok is uh, is quite something. Why do you think that that now was the perfect time to give Modok his own series? Well, I think what's nice is that the world speaks comic geeks now. So Modok would have been a weird one to lead with, but now that we had all the MCU movies and and the, the DC ones, you know, people are willing to kind of look at different characters and different stories, and I don't think we really had one told from the perspective of a supervillain or one told in this, in this adult animation style. So we love being able to do something new and, um, and kind of explore one of the weirder oddities of the Marvel Universe and one of the, the best Jack Kirby designs of all time. <laughs> yeah, a, a character really uh, shining here, voiced by Patton Oswalt, who is your co-creator as well of the series. And in watching the first couple episodes and listening to Patton Oswalt, who of course many know for, as uh, Remy and Ratatouille, Patton's got so much dialogue as Modoc. How are those recording sessions for you and for him? A lot of water breaks? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, luckily... Time was there for a lot of the writing, and we would be able to kind of pitch the lines in the room, and then Modoc would just say them. And if they made us laugh, they were working because Modoc was right there. So by the time we got to uh, recording in the booth, we, we kind of had them so dialed in, and, and it's just his instincts are unbelievable, and he gets it. You know, one or two takes that he knows exactly how to hit a joke and and how to find the character and find the comedy and, and everything. He's a master at his craft. It, it, it makes it very easy as it says. Uh, the person directing him to be like, yeah, just go do your thing. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> yeah, do your thing, and it's all going to work. And and speaking of work, you're working with the folks at Marvel, obviously, to uh, allow you to have access to this character in this world. There is a big time cameo out of the gate as well in episode one. Were there specific restrictions? Things you were told ahead of time? Hey, you can do this. You can't do this. Uh, not really. Um, you know. We're fans of these characters, so I think Marvel trusted us to not break the toys. We could bend them, you know, a little bit. Mm. And, 
know, we were just shocked. We're like, yeah, take Iron Man. You need Iron Man. And we're like, all right. Uh, but we, I think we, we picked the characters that were right for the stories, and, and we, um, we tried to kind of find our, our comedic takes on them, but still make them feel true to the characters. I mean, really, at first, uh, we weren't allowed to touch the Fox stuff, but then Disney bought Fox during, you know, the writing of it, so we started slipping in as many X-Men, Fantastic Four things as we could. That's amazing to have that happen, to have that happen, that acquisition happen in the middle of a show in this Marvel world. It's like, wait, I can go in one direction, wait, I can go in another. That's really interesting. Yeah, it was a little self-restraint, right, because we didn't want to completely just fill this thing with cameos and and Easter eggs, but, you know, we really wanted to focus on our story, but Marvel has so much to play with, and we even had the, the handbooks in the writer's room, and we find things that, you know, even Pat and I were like, I've never even heard of the speaker mites. What are these guys, you know? <laughs> and they work perfectly for what we were doing, and I think that's the fun thing of the Marvel Universe is that any character, if you give them the right story, has the chance to be something and be, you know, kind of the star of their own story. And I think it's the same for MODOK. I don't think a lot of people look at him and are like, oh, you guys should do a full animated series about him, but I think what we, when we dug, we found this really relatable character that that allows you to tell something different so i think that's that's the fun no one knew about rocket and Groot, you know guardians came out but with the right the right take every character has that potential yeah and now they're superstars of course and one of the other uh big marvel films from the last couple years that had rocket Groot, everybody was avengers endgame and that really focused on time travel and your second episode of marvel's modok the modok that time forgot is all about time travel and very well done were there a lot of uh challenges making that storyline as perfect as it could be well i like to make things as hard as possible for myself so like second episode's a time travel episode usually you wait a little bit maybe um but we we thought it was a great way to explore Modoc's relationship with his wife, Jody, because when you introduce this concept that Modoc has a wife, you're like, why? Why would anyone marry this guy? And this gave us the ability to kind of go back in time and, and earn that relationship. And we really liked that. And I like, you know, fun, insane, complicated time travel stories. But as, I think at the heart of, of that episode is really an emotional one about people falling in and out of love and, and what that looks like over time. Definitely. Uh, the episode's very well done, and I've got Jordan Bloom here with me, co-creator of Marvel's MODOK, this Friday, May 21, on Hulu. The folks at Stupid Buddy Studios are fantastic, and with the animation in this, it's it's amazing to look at it all. How big, how large are the different sizes of MODOK that we see over the episodes? The main MODOK puppet is maybe, I want to say, like, seven or eight inches. He's pretty, they're pretty big, you know, they, they fit in your hand, mm. um, but they're detailed enough that you can really get the performances out. And then there was like a mini MODOK we would use for certain shots, and then they would digitally put his puppet face on the mini one. Uh, there's a few, you know, tiny, tiny versions, but um, there was at least 30 MODOK puppets because we had about 30 stages going at once at times, and you know, he, he you can't wait for the actor, right? So you just make right. more of them, and and then he's there on on every stage performing. So it was cool. It was a real challenge, I think, for Stupid Buddy, but they they knocked it out of the park, and I think it looks unlike anything they've done before. 
Oh, yeah, it definitely looks great. I've been to Stupid Buddy. I have seen all the different sound stages and the different sets, and, and you're right, to have so much going on at once uh, has to help when it comes to the production timeline. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, you know, the first time I, when I was introduced to this show, it was last October through the virtual New York Comic Con that you and Patton and some of the cast members did. How was it doing that, and where were you at that time sort of in production, and how were you feeling at that time? October. Uh, we were definitely in in the middle of production, so we would have been just picking up, right? Uh, so I think probably around then because we shut down for a little bit. Um, but it was fun to show people stuff. You know, we've been working on this for so long. It was it was kind of exciting, even to reunite uh, virtually with the cast and, and share it was, was awesome. But uh, you know, I think we're all bummed. We got we got robbed of some, some Comic Con experiences as someone who loves going to conventions, but. We were, we were happy to be there. Hopefully we get another season of this show and then more and more years of this and we can return to the in-person Comic-Con events really soon. I would love to do that. I think a lot of people listening to this would as well. And what's really cool, Jordan, is that you've also released four installments of the Modoc Head Games graphic novel. How did you have time to do this and do the series? Uh, well, comics are my first passion. I've, I've loved them since I was a kid and I continue to read all the time, so it's something that we always wanted to do, and it was fun because Marvel asked us to do it, and we, we didn't want to just adapt our show. We wanted to tell a story with the the six one six comic book version of Modoc, and it ended up being like, how do you reconcile all these different versions of him, the show, the comic, and it kind of created the mystery that uh, we set Modoc on. So it was really fun to to write a different version of Modoc, but mm. but uh, working elements of the show as well. Good, good. You got that combo there. And as we wrap things up here, Jordan, you know, there hasn't been an MCU movie in two years, which is crazy, but it's true. And the only Marvel movie that we've had over the last two years is The New Mutants. So how do you hope that Marvel's MODOK will satisfy the diehard Marvel film and TV fans? Well, this thing is filled with Easter eggs and nods and, and characters that you love. Like, I think it probably has the most amount of Marvel stuff in it, <laughs> you know, because we, we didn't have as many restrictions. So um, I think it will, it will absolutely satisfy and hopefully be something different, you know, that you haven't seen before and feels unique but inherently Marvel. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you said it perfectly. Jordan Bloom, co-creator of Marvel's MODOK, this Friday, May 21st on Hulu. Jordan, thank you for your time today. Thank you so much for being on the LCJ Q&A. Oh, this is so fun. Thank you for having me. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. For more, go to lights-camera-jackson.com and be sure to follow me on Twitter at LCJ Reviews. I'll see you next time on the LCJ Q&A.